What's good, football fans? Welcome back to the Fourth and a Mile podcast. Alongside my good friends, Brady, Bradley, and Jeremy. My name is Josh, and we appreciate you all tuning in. So we are recording Sunday night in the middle of the uh, Bears-Rams game right now. So if there's any, you know, we'll give you some updates if there's anything that happens that's noteworthy, any awesome touchdowns, any injuries, things like that. But most of week one of the books, boys, how are we doing? Well, I mean, we are Vikings fans. We are Packers fans, so we are not talking about our teams. We are going to sob a different day. Uh, week one was fun. I mean, the whole national. No, it's not fun. Let's just cut it off right now. Let's go back to preseason. <laughs> Let's go back to all that BS. We don't have to worry about losing. I'm, I'm done losing the Bengals. I'm sure Jeremy's done only scoring three points. Let's take it back. 24 hours back. Rewind. It was not Start. fun. The it whole was one. not was it? fun. <laughs> Sorry, football being on was fun. I, I misspoke. The whole national schedule where they had two games on Fox and two games on CBS for both the, the noon and the 3.30 games were, were quote-unquote Hey, Thursday fun. night? Thursday night was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I could have I been fine with Thursday. Oh. Yep. Yep. Okay. We have a couple notables, and all we're doing is injury-related. Then we're going to get into our week one um, reactions. We're going to go through all the games outside of the Sunday night game and the Monday night game. So um, two notable injuries, Jerry Judy, um, high ankle sprain, out six to eight weeks, they said minimum. Um, and then Raheem Mostert, a.k.a. Rohim Mostert. Rohim. Uh, it was a knee injury, I believe, that uh, Rohim had. Got hurt in the first quarter and never returned. Where, where do we feel about these injuries? Obviously, the Judy one's a blow. Um, do you cut him in redraft leagues for six to eight weeks? Absolutely, absolutely not. I, I, I hope certainly. I do. Yeah. You cut him. I mean, I hope for six to eight weeks. Yeah. I, I hope for some reason that your league has an IR spot and you're putting him on sure. an IR spot. But, but Jerry Judy <laughs> looked fantastic when he was playing. What it was, it six catches for 72 yards. Like he was clearly Teddy's favorite receiver. So that's not a cut candidate. And if he does cut him, I, if a team cuts him, I'm picking him up. So if there's five bench spots with no, IR spot. Are that's you the situation. In the- that's the situation I'm operating under. That's that answer. I mean, that's tough. I don't know why you wouldn't have an IR spot. I'm just it, just play along. It's a terrible <laughs> hypothetical. Okay, just play along. Would you pick him up? What if the Broncos didn't have an IR spot? Are they going to cut him? Okay, moving Bradley. on. Okay, no, here's another hypothetical that he will answer. What percentage of your fab would you put on him then, if if somebody drops him? Oh, I wouldn't put more than ten percent on him. Just because I, I feel like I feel like people don't share the same view as I do of staring him for eight weeks. Um, so I don't think that he would be a, a high commodity. So would you rather have Michael Thomas on your IR spot or Jerry Judy on your IR spot? Ooh. <laughs> uh, considering how good Jameis played today, that's tough. Like I I am a Michael Thomas owner in a couple leagues, and I feel really good about that. Um I would probably still go Jerry Judy. Okay. Um, Roheem Mostert. Are we, are we concerned about this? I didn't see anything about timetable on how long he's out. I just knew he didn't play the rest of the game. Uh, concerns about Roheem. If I am an owner I'm uh, or a manager, I should say, I am concerned. Uh, this is a guy that has continued to prove he is not available <laughs> on the field. And when you draft a rookie already in the third round and put some capital towards that now, yes, he was inactive today, but I'm just saying they've shown that they're willing to potentially move on. And the fact that he just cannot stay on the field 
I'm definitely concerned at this point. Josh, I was already concerned. I was already a little skeptical about picking someone in that backfield in general. And now you throw in him getting hurt and how productive the other running backs were. I know they played the Lions, but they were still very productive. Uh, yeah, there's definitely a cause for concern for Mostert. Yeah, super concerned. And they just have so many guys they can use. And it's just so difficult, especially because Sermon didn't even play. Like, that's one of the dudes that I was banking on being a huge contributor in that backfield. And he wasn't even in that equation today. So I would be very, very concerned if I was a Rohim owner. Yep, me too. Uh, so let's let's get right into week one, overreaction, underreaction. A lot of games to go through, so we're going to try and go through as fast as we can with them. Let's start with the, the Thursday night game, um, Tampa Bay versus Dallas. Great game, like Jeremy said, um, high scoring. Uh, the two questions are worried about Zeke and worried about Mike Evans. Oh, totally. For Zeke, uh, me, absolutely not. Uh, you knew Tampa Bay had a great defensive line before the game started, and you knew that it was very possible that he doesn't have a great game. So for Zeke, no, not worried about it. If it's a, you know, three, four weeks in and he's having similar performances, obviously. And for Mike Evans, I would say similar because again, you knew going into the season that they had many options and that he is a lot of peaks and a lot of valleys. And this is just one of the valleys. Bradley, Jeremy. I'm in the same boat. I would trade for Zeke if someone's really over-concerned about that. I feel like he was still productive outside of his football stats. I mean, he picked up probably four or five really good blitzes. He he looked the part when he was getting carries, in my opinion. So he just wasn't getting a lot of volume, and I think volume will come for him. Yeah, I'm in. Go ahead, Jeremy. Sorry. I was just going to say I'd be making the same recommendation. If you're a running back needy team right now or you think you might need one, like make it – trade offer to the to the manager that has Zeke in your league just to see. Uh, some people might be nervous at this point, but they had to keep him in for pass protection purposes. He, they have a good defensive line. But Mike Evans is an interesting one, but he's one that has shown a tradition of kind of being a boomer bust at a lot of times. So I think it's you kind of knew what you were getting with him at this point, but with the weapons that they have, it's it's a little concerning. Are you guys in the boat of uh, possibly trying to shop around Mike Evans? To me, and I, Jeremy, you're 100% right on boomer bust Mike Evans. Um, but there's a lot more weapons there. Uh, Chris Godwin is the number one target share to have. Antonio half, Brown looked like. awesome. But I would say Chris Godwin's the, the oh totally the guy. No, to no, have. that wasn't that wasn't uh, okay. saying otherwise of that. I'm just saying to have further concerns about Mike Evans' timeshare or like a reception, like eating into his pie. Antonio Brown looked awesome and he should deserve targets. Yep. I think it's, I think it's a bit of overreaction to try to sell Mike Evans. I think it's too early. I'm not, I'm not, I take week one with a grain of salt. I think there's things that you can, you can build off of or take from it, but let's also not overreact and remember that Mike Evans is a really good receiver and was a thousand yard receiver last season with Tom Brady. So I, I think Mike Evans is going to have a role on that team. If, if you're a team that like needs more of a steady, you know, 10 to 15, eight to 15 points a week from a PPR guy, like you could make the case to me and I would understand it that you just don't want to deal with the headache, but Bradley's right. Like, don't forget, this is a dude that had a thousand yards, like every single year he's been in the league. Yeah. A week, week by week winner. That's, that's a good point. Let's move on to um, our first Sunday game. It was Philadelphia versus Atlanta. Um, kind of a, a gross game, especially if you're cheering for Atlanta. Um, 
let's start with the Falcons. Um, Is there any value outside? Obviously, Kelvin Ridley has value. I I would I would say Kyle Pitts (laughs) has value. Um, I'm I'm so glad you said his name. I feel like we should talk to you a little bit about what's going on. Eight targets, four catches. That's not uh, tight end three numbers there. I feel encouraged. I feel encouraged. He started off real slow. Obviously, I was keeping track of how Kyle Pitts was doing. I think for the longest time, he had one catch for one yard. Um, So I feel encouraged with the eight targets. Obviously, Atlanta's offense looked horrible, only scoring six points against Philadelphia. Um, Their red zone woes still showed up. um, And I think that's where Kyle Pitts comes in and is going to get some red zone targets. So um, I'm not selling Kyle Pitts, if that's what you're asking. I just want to put a bow on Atlanta really quick, and then we can talk about Philadelphia. I think Atlanta is in a prime spot to trade Matt Ryan if a contender prior to the trade deadlines quarterback gets hurt. Similar Washington to Washington like, football team. Right. Like, I mean, I don't know this how serious like that. is. I don't know how much they're willing to give up, but like a similar situation like that in week seven. What if a contender's like, you know what? Our quarterback got hurt. I mean, he's obviously worth a first round pick probably and Atlanta should scream at that opportunity if I'm Atlanta I would do it for a second or a third if they're going to pay most of his salary yeah like that's what I'm thinking I feel that uh let's talk Philly uh is Devontae the the guy to have in this offense Devonta Smith rookie receiver from Alabama um finished with 16.1 fantasy points and half point PPR um scoring depending on how your league goes but uh is he the guy to have I would totally say yes. Uh, the It's not like he had a crazy much higher amount of receptions than anyone else, but um, he just, he's, he's got it. He's got that it factor that I think um, flashed, flashed on the field. And I think that his um, chemistry with Jalen Hurts really showed today. Yeah, I, I, I would say the same. Now let's, Remember, this is still Atlanta's defense we're talking about in terms of who they, they went up against. But, I mean, he looks the part. I mean, he looks smooth. He looks like the route runner we, we thought he was. And, I mean, he's going to be the number one guy in that offense, in my opinion. Let's, let's not disrespect Jalen Rager. That's my guy. <laughs> six <laughs> targets, <laughs> six catches, and a touchdown. It's a good start. 14 points. Jalen Hurts also looked really, really good. Jalen Hurts looked really good. I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to overreact because he played Atlanta's defense, which is one of the five worst defenses in football. So I'm not going to overreact. That's fair. He did what he was supposed to do against a really bad defense. So encouraged by that. Let's move on to uh, Buffalo and Pittsburgh. Buffalo got upset in this matchup, I guess you could say, but people have just been sleeping on Pittsburgh in general. Still a good football team, still a really good defense. We talked about them earlier. Um, let's talk about Pittsburgh's offense. Uh, time to panic on Najee, the rookie running back from Alabama did not have his best performance finished with 5.4 fantasy points, had 16 touches, played every snap for Pittsburgh. Bradley, you've kind of gone to bat for him. I think you're the highest on him. How do you feel about it? I'm not panicking on, on Najee. You just, the last thing you said is that he played every snap for them. I mean, he's got opportunity. I mean, he's he got 19 touches, 16 on the ground, three in the air. I, I think that his his yards per carry will get better. It's a good defense they play. They have a really good front seven. I, I'm encouraged the fact that he played every snap. I mean, 
I go chase the volume and, and I love the fact that he's talented. So no, I'm not panicking on Najee Harris. Bradley said it hundred percent snaps for a rookie. Like you can't, you cannot ask for anything else. Like, yes, he had 2.8 yards of carry, but again, this is an offensive line that is not very good. So like, let's not like get it twisted. Like this isn't, this is going to be a tough thing for him to overcome. Um, But I think he'll get more involved in the passing game. And I mean, he's going to continue to stay on the field, hopefully. So, I mean, I I think he'll be fine. I I definitely am not panicking. He only had one catch for four yards. Yeah. One catch for four yards. So let's, let's not overreact to that. Um, Are we all in agreement that Deontay Johnson is the wide receiver one in Pittsburgh? Yes or no? Yes. Big Ben certainly treats the receiving core that way. Um, So it's hard to argue that like he's the number one option, I would say. Jeremy, would you agree? I, I know you had Juju higher early on, and I know you were a little bit lower on Deontay. Um, would you feel that after seeing one week, which next week it could be very different, would you agree that Deontay's the one there? I think going forward, you have to treat him as such. I still don't think – I think Juju was kind of left for dead. Like, I mean, this whole team was, to be honest with you, in terms of, like, what their expectations were. But – Juju kind of was for really forgotten. I mean, Claypool was hyped up as, and rightfully so. Like I understand why, but I think Juju is still going to be more of a factor than I think a lot of people thought. But as of right now, Deontay has to be treated as the one moving forward. I mean, 10 targets. Yeah. That's how many he had multiple double digit target games last year too. So he's going to get fed the rock. I mean, Juju had eight targets. So I mean, you're not going to complain about that. Um, let's talk Buffalo. Uh, are we at all concerned about Josh Allen or was this just a really tough matchup? Josh Allen threw it 51 times, had 270 <clears throat> passing yards, a touchdown and a fumble with 44 rushing yards. Concerned about Josh Allen? Not at all. Anyone I think else? he was still respectable against arguably, I mean, could be said as the best defense in the NFL. Yep. Okay. Uh, I know we're not concerned about Stefan Diggs. He had 14 targets. <laughs> we are not concerned at all about him. Um, what about uh, I'm blanking on the second year running back that was Devin a very scratch? Oh, oh, Zach Moss. Oh, Zach, Zach Moss. Moss. Does that change your mind at all on Devin Singletary? Eleven carries, seventy-two yards, three catches. I, yes, if you can get him cheap, I think he's a great option to have right now to continue to wait and see. Like this is a guy that got hyped the last two weeks of the the training camp. He had two very good preseason games again preseason, but now. Uh, yes, he only ran the ball 11 times, but we just talked about this being one of the best defenses in the league. He averaged six and a half yards per carry. I mean, he and he looks spry. Like, I, I, this is a guy that I think you can continue to to potentially wait on as a potential viable option. Agreed. I, would I think for me, for me, it helps that Zach uh, – I was so concerned about it because I thought they were going to split carries. And Zach Moss being inactive, a healthy scratch – it's like, oh, that means Singletary is the guy. Yeah, uh, 6.5 a carry. Like, the volume's not going to be there very often, but 6.5 a carry is fantastic for week one. Yeah, especially against a good defense. I I think I, Jeremy hit the nail on the head. He had five targets, too. Yep. That's, yeah, that's wild. That's very good. Um, next game, let's go real quick with this one. Carolina, the Jets, kind of an ugly game. Um, is Corey Davis a consistent lineup producer guy that you're going to start each week? Now he finished with five catches, 97 yards and two touchdowns in a loss. He he's Zach Wilson's guy. Like he's that veteran receiver that Zach Wilson trusts. I mean, 
in the red zone, clearly he's got two touchdowns. So yeah, I think Corey Davis is a guy that should be in a lineup. Yeah, our uh, wide receiver too for sure. Like I wouldn't if you if you have good, like you didn't need to spend a, a very highly to get him in drafts, but I could I would not be upset with him being my wide receiver too. They're going to be a negative game script after negative game script. He is clearly the best wide receiver on this team. Zero question about it. I mean, he's a guy you can consistently play. Avoid their running backs, correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah. What about Darnold? Uh, I mean, 21 points. That's it's serviceable for a super flex QB two, I guess. Um, the only comment I was going to say about uh, Carolina their running back is going to have a lot of fantasy points. He caught nine passes, nine hey, of he, nine targets. Are you still taking Delvin? Yeah, I'm not going to overreact after week one. <laughs> oh. I'm not going to overreact after week one. And that's where we're going to talk about now. We're going to the Vikings and Cincinnati Bengals. Are people sleeping on Jamar Chase and is Boyd's value diminished after one week? We'll say yes, people are sleeping on Jamar Chase. He looked very good. He did look um, good. I watched every snap and he looked solid. And I don't know what people were talking about drops because he didn't have a single drop. Uh, <laughs> Tyler Boyd, I believe, only had a couple targets. He didn't look like he was a big focal point in the offense, but they didn't pass the ball that much, to be honest with you. They, I think they threw it less than 30 times. 27 do, times. Do you guys know, was the Higgins injury? It, he was cramping he, hardcore. Like he almost, he was dehydrated. Was just, like was basically he almost fell over on the side of the, on the sidelines so that's interesting um, that yeah scary to say the least um mm-hmm. joe mixon 29 carries <laughs> dude just four targets that oh means, man he, he got fed the rock so i love he, me some mixon i love he me looked some like the guy that we've wanted to see for the last like three years yep absolutely and a de- I, I got honestly, some shares yeah. of him <laughs> yeah i honestly the vikings defense i don't think is as bad as they played today i think this the talents is high enough where you should respect that Mixon still had a very efficient game on the ground, even with 29 carries. I think, I think Cincinnati is going to win some games. They shouldn't win this year. Mm-hmm. And this is, I one think that them. was a game. Yeah. I think that was a game. They probably shouldn't have won. Um, we're not going to talk about it. Dalvin was down. Dang we're, not gonna, we're, not Dalvin was down. we're not doing it. We're not doing it. Okay. We're let's out. move on. I'm doing um, on the Viking side, are we concerned at all about Justin Jefferson? No. no. Nine no. targets. He he should have had a, t- a touchdown. Um, that the replay didn't, for some reason, see the right way. Um, so I'm not concerned about Jefferson. It's just crazy that everyone everyone all offseason was talking about Thielen's touchdown regression. Then the first game pops off for two. <laughs> it's kind of wild. Well, he finally. I mean, he got targeted. I mean, more yeah. than he had Ten in the last targets. He was so like really he was scoring good. touchdowns. You know, on five or six targets. Now you throwing ten targets. I mean, mm-hmm. crap. He looked real good. Uh, are we at all concerned about Dalvin? 20 touches. Are we concerned that he's going to get the Adrian Peterson seven guys in the box stacking it with a <laughs> line looked horrible today. They look bad. Um, are we concerned? Uh, I am concerned with Dalvin Cook. I'm not concerned with Justin Jefferson, but I am concerned with Dalvin Cook. Main reason being the Vikings were in a lot of three wide receiver sets. And normally Delvin Cook is bread and butter is two tight ends, CJ Ham in there. And we just, we just didn't, we didn't have that set because we don't have a good second tight end right now. Chris Herndon was in there for one time and he had stone hands. Um, <laughs> that was bad. It was bad. Um, and so I, I am a little concerned for Delvin. He looks gassed in the fourth quarter. Um, and the only reason I'm concerned about Delvin is because you invested a second overall pick in him. 
That's the only reason I'm concerned. Um, if he was a, a fifth, sixth overall pick, it's like, yeah, I mean, he's going to have rocky starts. But this is a guy, when you draft at 102, you're expecting 20 points a week. So that's or my one one if you're Brady. Yeah. So I didn't get a one on one pick this year. So I'm not going to over, I'm not going to overreact, but I'm more concerned about Delvin than I am Jefferson. Okay. Let's move on to San Francisco, Detroit. This game ended up being a huge fantasy game. Yes. Um, 41 33 was the final. Um, the question is, what do you make of the Detroit backfield? Rumors came out right before this, uh, the start of the game that Jamal Williams was going to be the starting running back. Jamal Williams had nine carries, DeAndre Swift had 11. Uh, Jamal Williams had nine targets. DeAndre Swift had 11 targets. 11 targets? Hey, do you, do you guys remember that report that said they're really going to use their running backs? <laughs> 20 Case targets to, their, to their two top two RBs. <laughs> that That's is insane. Rude. Also, they were in a negative game script. 57 passing attempts from golf. That's insane. <laughs> That's, That's insane. <laughs> That's insane. That was like a super common thread throughout the entire NFL this week. One was super high passing attempts. I think I think Jamal Williams needs to be on a roster in every league. Absolutely. So, he's I, good. He's so he's a good player. He will have a role no matter if Swift is 100 percent healthy or not. And it doesn't yep. matter because Dan Campbell loves him too. So yeah. like he's a Dan Campbell kind of guy. Uh, let's move over to the San Francisco side. Uh, we talked about Roheem getting hurt. Elijah Mitchell stepped in. Trey Sermon was inactive, a healthy scratch, which surprised a lot of people. Um, Elijah Mitchell, 19 carries, 100 yards, 104 yards, and a touchdown. Um, Jermichael Hasty had a rushing touchdown in the back uh, as the backup running back. How do we feel about this backfield going forward? What happened with Sermon? Like, did it did did it come out why he was inactive or just Kyle Shanahan said he was the fourth best running back on their team? Who did? Yeah, I butchered that name, but I was <laughs> I think I almost said Mike Shanahan's ran <laughs> whatever. Flustered, <laughs> okay. Are you I, Mitchell definitely Mitchell definitely needs to be picked up? Um I, it's hard to say, like, oh, you should pick him up and chase the points and start him next week. Because again, we've talked about it before, and I, I think Josh, you said it already. Like, they just have anybody they could plug in there and could average five yards a carry. It's kind of crazy. There's <laughs> that, but then he, out, if Mostert's out, you you play him totally. Like, be played. Eli Mitchell had 19 carries, and the entire everyone else had six. Like he, yeah, he had should the definitely be of the work. Which means what's, what's the kind of the guy? next week right 100 that's how so stupid yep what's what's the fab amount fab percentage you'd spend on him i feel like it's not as much as you would think unless you're a running back needy team um if you're the if if, probably that's probably a good number um just because if Mostert's back he could be the starting running back again so that's where it's tough i just mean Mostert did that at all he had two carries for 20 yards so he is just explosive that's his game he only needs like 10 carries a game in order to be efficient yep let's move on to the the wide receiver room um josh's start of the week brandon i use gotta do this don't hit me with it had zero targets he was the third receiver you don't love that especially when no. has 12 that hurts. so, so he, yeah so uh, here's what i'll say is that if Ayuk was hurt, he went to played. You're and he played. Yeah. He he played and didn't get any targets. Which was weird because Kyle Shanahan came out and said, I said his name right this time, uh, came out and <laughs> said after the game, it, his hamstring was still a little banged up. It's like, if that's the case, 
What are you playing him 40% of the snaps for? Still has a chance to re-aggravate it. So I think yeah. it's more it's, than that. So if you're alarmed about Brandon Ayuk, I think it's a little bit of an overreaction, but it's if he goes in next week and gets one target, like there's something to be worried there's about. There's no way I'd play him this the next week if oh, I, 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 I that's I, fair. I don't have the cojones for that either. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's move on to Jacksonville, Houston. Um, we had no clue that uh, Houston had value. They they had 37 points. It was against Jacksonville. We just still, been sleeping on Terod. <laughs> Terod had 26 fantasy points. 26. Brandon Cooks had 15. Mark Ingram carried the ball 26 times. Talk about toting the rock. 3.3 in average. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. Is uh, any of these guys playable? Is is Cooks the only one that you're like, okay, that's fine. Play play, yep. play Brandon Cooks. Cooks is the main guy, without a doubt. I'm I'm sure you could you could stream a a Tarad uh, on a good matchup when they play Jacksonville again. But Cooks is a guy that could be on a roster every single week. I mean, I tell you what, Mark Ingram continues to get 20 plus touches. I mean, he's playable. I oh, for sure. Oh yeah, <laughs> agreed. Um, how concerned are we about James Robinson? He touched the ball. He had five carries. He, had, he was targeted six times, but they were in a negative game script. Carlos Hyde ran nine times and was targeted two times as well. How concerned me, are we this, about James Robinson? I'm concerned. I mean, they they drafted Travis Etienne when they had James Robinson. Like To me, this tells me that Urban Meyer wasn't – and, again, it could be a little bit over overreaction, but – when you look at everything that has happened leading up to this, and then you kind of see the actions, it looks like it was, it's not his guy. I, I don't know if he doesn't think he fits his style. I don't really where know did, what it is, but. Where did Carlos Hyde play football in college? Oh, State. yes. You. Ohio and the, State. And who was the coach? Urban Meyer. Quite asking I, I don't questions, I already know the answer to. I don't <laughs> love it. I do not I just, love this for James Robinson. What else does he need to do? What else can he do? He's. Such a cheap asset that you should just be able to run him into the ground for his contract and get great value. And then if you don't want to resign him, don't resign him. But I just don't get what the usage, why they and, just can't. And I that. will say this too, like they were down pretty big. Like the score yes. honestly probably looks closer than it actually was. So it could have been, I mean, cause he still did get six targets. So it could have been just a factor of the game getting away from them. And, you know, things happen at that point. So I, I'm definitely not running away. To be honest, I I'd be willing to I'd be willing to trade for Robinson. Not me. That's low, but yeah, and, and I'd be willing to poke around. I, I should say. Yeah, I I don't know how low you would get him after one week, um, but definitely something to consider there. Uh, let's move to Seattle and Indianapolis. Seattle won 28-16. Uh, they let Russ cook, so Russ <laughs> had 30 points. Uh, four touchdowns. He only threw the ball 23 times, which is incredible. See, that's what's crazy, though. It's like, did they really let him cook? Because he only threw the ball 23 no. times, but he still is, is unbelievable. His, efficient, his efficiency let him cook. That's just Russell Wilson. In that's a, a in good nutshell. defense, too. Yes. I think they were missing guys, though. I know Xavier Rhodes did not play. Big, big, big Xavier Rhodes guy. Um, <laughs> let's move over to the Indianapolis side. Where do you guys see value outside of Jonathan Taylor? Obviously, you're going to play Jonathan Taylor. He had 17 carries, 56 yards, but he had six catches for 60 yards. 
I where do, where do we see value anywhere? Naheem Hines is a flex option for me, without a doubt. I think 100% they have a, for PPR, right? With well, any half point PPR or full PPR, I think he has a role. They just signed him to a three year extension. They they have plans for Naheem Hines in their game script. He should be on a roster. Nine carries. He was targeted eight times and had six catches. Yes. I am 100% with Bradley. As far as like the receiving options go, like I, I tell you what, Your after boy, one week, I don't feel Pitty. great about my Pittman. <laughs> four, targets is, four targets is very disappointing. And but, I, I mean, thought Carson look looked pretty solid. Like, I, I don't yeah, know if you, what he, you guys think. They but. threw it 38 times and not a single player had over five targets. What are you supposed to do with that? That's nothing. What can you do with that? Single oh. receiver, you mean? <laughs> huh? Yeah, because the running backs had seven and eight. Receiver had over five. Not a yeah, sorry, yes, not a single wide receiver had over five. Yeah, the running backs led them in targets. Yes, yeah, but not even close. They took um, a page right out of the Lions playbook, I guess. Jeez. Yeah. Anything else? Anything else on the Seattle side? No, they, I'd like to. I would like to bring up the next game though. Um, it, Tennessee versus Arizona. Um, do we see what DeAndre Hopkins did? DeAndre Hopkins <laughs> had a pretty good day. He had a pretty good day. Kid. Pretty good. Looks like a wide receiver nine to me. Imagine if that game was close. Seriously. So, so here's what I, I, I'm going to say. He only had eight targets. So he had two touchdowns. They I, I'm not going to. Okay, so are you going to expect me to just, like, move, should I move up to my wide receiver one? No, you need to admit that you were wrong. <laughs> After one week, not a chance. Not you, were one so you, were wrong, you were wrong before week one. Not one chance am I going to say that I was wrong yet. I'm not going to say that yet. Okay. He didn't have 100 yards. He didn't have 100 yards. I'm not going to say he didn't have a good game. He had 24 fantasy points. That's good. That's really good. It's very good. How concerned are we about the Tennessee Titans? Let's let's move there. I'm not. I'm not concerned about them. I'm concerned that they still gave. I'm concerned that they still gave Derrick Henry 17 carries when they were getting absolutely clapped. Like, Like, throw the ball. <laughs> you gotta change. Their defense is bad. This this bad. this game was not a good game for for Brady's hot takes because <laughs> he is anti DeAndre Hopkins, who finished with twenty four points, and he is pro Julio Jones, who did not look very good. Bradley just dragging Brady over the coals today. <laughs> That's fine. Anything else you want to talk about that game for, Bradley? Berkser had four targets. Uh, one other thing I do want to talk about as a Vikings <laughs> fan is that I'm going to have nightmares of Chandler Jones because oh Rashad Hill's going. We're going to need three guys on him. Oh, oh my, my goodness! Rashad Hill couldn't ha- handle Trey Hendrickson. Yeah, and Chandler Jones is ten times better than he is. Yeah, that's the, not going to be good. Well, the dude had five sacks. <laughs> I'm going to be team and no destroyed. sleep this week. <laughs> team no sleep. <laughs> Let's move on to the football team versus the Chargers. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick went down. Um, Heineke had 11 of 15, 122 yards and a touchdown. Um, does the Fitz magic injury concern you for the rest of the weapons in Washington? Antonio Gibson averaged four and a half yards a carry, had 20 touches, also had a fumble. Um, Terry McLaurin, four, four catches for 60 yards. Um, how do you guys feel about that? Washington football team 
lineup. Gibson got five targets. Like that's he actually had the highest amount of targets for the team. So that's like promising as far as him getting that more this year than he did last. But yeah, ten fantasy points not good enough. Definitely not. But I'm just looking to, for some optimism. Oh, just people have been coming at me. <clears throat> that's one of your guys. I'm telling you, it's not good enough. Twenty carries with five targets. I'm fine with that. Averaging 4.5 a carry. I'm absolutely fine with Gibson. Just he didn't get the. T- he just didn't get in the tub. And Turning it over to the <laughs> Chargers. Austin Eckler just got Josh yeah. off hardcore. I, I was going to say something too about the football team, but well, let's go back to the football team. So sorry. Yeah, here, talk to me about the football team. Probably I, I was just going to say if, if uh, Fitzpatrick is not the quarterback, it definitely lowers the ceiling for some of these pass catchers, like tremendously. I mean, Terry McLaurin, I think he's still going to be okay, but I don't think you have the high upside that you potentially had. Like, I, I, I just don't see these massive games coming. I, I see them coming much less frequently with Heineke as a quarterback. Really? That, that's interesting. I'm glad you brought it up. I, I personally, I disagree with him. That's because I'm low on Ryan <laughs> yeah, Fitzpatrick. I guys, he's a journeyman in the league. Let let's not act <laughs> like Tom Brady just dislocated. Okay, talked his about hip. talked about your Chargers because your my guy didn't have a single target today. That's what <laughs> I wanted to talk about. My my guy didn't have a single target. I I'm cannot believe it because Herbert threw the ball 47 times. And I if you had told me that Herbert threw the ball 47 times, I'm like, oh, okay, Eckler probably got what 15 targets. Like. <laughs> But instead, he had 15 carries. Thank goodness he got in the tub. But uh, I just I'm interested to to know if that's uh, a foreshadow over the future because Herbert's more of a, a push the ball down the field kind of guy. So that's a it's a, concerning. It is it's a it's concerning. a it's a little concerning. But uh, I'm not gonna overreact this week. One. He he ain't dumping it off as much as Philip. I'll tell you what. <laughs> we need to Philippe. call we need to call Philippe back. <laughs> my guy needs to be better. How, how about, how about Mike another charger? Well, that's why we, Mike Williams got 12 targets. That is now into the moon. I trade Mike Williams right now. Really? Yes, because he's going to go up and try and get a ball and doesn't want to land on his feet. and He's going to get hurt. <laughs> Unfortunately, just, that's not what I want. I'm just saying that's what happens. Classic, classic Brady. That has happened on the show before. Okay, <laughs> let's move on to a different game because I am just getting roasted on this episode. Welcome um, to my life. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Uh, Miami versus New England. Uh, Takeaway from Miami is Jalen Waddle, the wide receiver to have in Miami. I mean, it's hard to say without Will Fuller there right now. But that's true. Um, that's true. It'll be interesting to see what happens when Will Fuller comes back. But as of right now, yes, he looked really good and looks like him into a, a gel well together. How gross, Mike Gusecki. That hurts. <laughs> zero catches. Zero. Looking at his stat line, goose one tackle. That is his only stat. Hey, helping <laughs> the squad. A tight end. Helping <laughs> Not the squad. Unfortunately, he's going to be a guy that helps their football team a lot more than he helps your fantasy team. Yep. Which is crazy because he's stupid athletic. Devontae yeah. Parker leading the team in targets, though. Your thoughts? Give me Jalen with Waddle. seven. Yeah. <laughs> it's technically, still leading the team in targets. No, I'm saying like that's that's the reason I wasn't really in on any of these receivers because it's just it's going to be a low volume passing attack totally hard to even so miles gaskin got five targets and caught all five of them though like 
Miles Gaskin is going to be a player this year. He's going to be an RB2 all year. He could be. He definitely could be. It's only week one. We don't know yet. Um, New England side, anything that st- stuck out to you guys? Damian Harris, 100 yards rushing? Also People sleeping on Aguilar. I I was. I'm going to stay, stay asleep. Yeah. I'm <laughs> going to need one more week before I wake up for that one. Um, let's move on to our next game. New Orleans versus Green Bay. Oh, do we have to talk about this one? We Unfortunately, do. we do. Yeah, yeah, we have to talk about Becker. the Vikings. We, we get Becker. to. Let's, let's ask our local. Panic meter, 1 to 10. On the Green Bay Packers, skill position players for fantasy. Your thoughts, Jeremy Becker? A three. Ooh, I think that's a good three? number. That's I'm not. Number. This was an awful really game. High. They were not ready to play. They got outplayed in every single facet. They never, never trust the Packers when it's hot, apparently. Anytime they play in Florida, they play in California. It's terrible. It's terrible. Guess where the Super Bowl is, brother. It's terrible. It's inside, though. <laughs> It's hot though. <laughs> I I I was at a loss the entire time I watched the game. There literally was say. not a fantasy asset on the Green Bay side. Um on the New Orleans side, Jameis was fantastic with five touchdowns. Only had 150 passing yards. So this is a short field after short field after short field. Um insane. Kamara, he was okay. He had 16. None um, of them had to be a mate. Like, it, uh, it was yeah, just such a dumb. Their game. defense was just really good. Um, how about uh, Jawan Johnson? I believe Jawan is his first name. I mean, he played well. I, okay, but Troutman led the team in targets with six. Like, he didn't, he only got three of them for 18 yards, but that's got to mean something. For, dropped a ball that probably should have been a touchdown. Probably oh, yes. Been a touchdown. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I would not pick up Jawan Johnson. I, I wouldn't either. He had 21 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, he's touched. If it's a very deep league you and you have a spot, could be a speculative ad, but that would be the only scenario that I would consider. You'd have to be a 14-team league where you have to play two tight ends. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, those harsh. are very, uh, very common, very common leagues. Denver versus the Giants. Judy's out. Who's the next guy there? Obviously, Cortland's no not saying, like, is there a guy? No fan. That's a good good option. No fan is Patrick. the... I would take I would take KJ Hamler over Patrick. That's what I I think. With Teddy as the quarterback, huh? Yeah. I he just I think Patrick seems is- like a guy that continues to define space. Like he just is kind of electric. Like every time I watch him. Woogie, 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 woogie. It's okay. electric. How concerned are we about Saquon Barkley? Uh super very, concerned. Very, very <laughs> I was very, concerned very. going into the season. And but <clears throat> I just don't think his offense around him is that good. I don't think Daniel Jones is that guy. So Daniel Jones had another fumble today. <laughs> yeah, that's what he does. Yeah. And, and it was I, – I just don't get it. Like, you're, you're rushing. He runs for eight yards. Great play. Made the right play. But slide or, like, protect the football. They're going to try to hit it out, especially knowing it's you. <laughs> But it can you continue to leave it out there? It just makes no sense to me. Let's move on to our last game, which was the best game of the day. I don't think that's going out there with any breaking news. Um, Cleveland versus Kansas City. Um, Kansas City won 33-29. Lots of fantasy output here, uh, but not from the running back position on the Kansas City side. 
one of my guys, Clyde Edwards Alaire, are we concerned about Clyde? Uh, yes, because I think the template was just shown that Kansas City is going to throw the ball a lot. Their offense is just so good. Yeah. It's so good. And so for that reason, I want any part of it. And the starting running back, like you're going to have these types of games, but you're going to just take your lumps, kind of like with Mike Evans. Like it's just this, it's going to happen. And you just have to know that going in. So Patrick you Mahomes, want any part keeping. of it? <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think I feel good about Patrick. Harry Hill is looking real good. Travis Kelsey <laughs> had two touchdowns on the Cleveland side. How about Anthony Schwartz? Uh, well, how do we feel about him? Let's talk about OBJ being a, a, a scratch from today. Was that he surprising? Was he was banged up the whole time. He was. I don't think he got in more than a limited practice. I kind of expected okay. it. Okay. I, I guess I wasn't following the situation that much. I was. I've taken him in multiple leagues because I've figured like week five, six, seven is when he's going to start blooming. But I thought he was practicing. So when they said he was out, I'm like, oof. Yeah, no, I'm not concerned about that. Um, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt both have value, both of them over 15 points. Um, it was a good game script for them, too. They didn't have to throw the ball too much. Uh, and Baker Baker looked really good. He only had 16 fantasy points, but he looked pretty darn good. I, this might, to many, seem like nothing, but I was kind of very curious on who this second receiving option could be for the Browns, if, if there could be a relevant person and I Donovan Peoples Jones was somebody who I was like kind of keeping my eye on as somebody that maybe could emerge as that one target one catch four yards <laughs> that's kind of yikes. the nice point yikes mm-hmm. yikes Jarvis Landry's got so much swagger he, he's, <laughs> he's a guy that's like I mean this is probably the best you're going to get is 17 fantasy points from him but he's just so good for their team uh okay wait did my guy Cooper Cup just have a four-yard touchdown bomb? Cooper Cup had a touchdown. That's a good time for us to take a break. We'll come back and do our week two preview. Hi, guys. This is Jeremy Becker from the 4th and a Mile podcast. Just wanted to thank you guys for tuning in and remind you to follow us on Twitter at 4th and a Mile pod. That's 4th and a Mile pod. Thanks, guys. And now back to the sports. Welcome back into the fourth mile podcast. We're getting right into our week two starts of the week. So we're going to start off where we obviously are going to start with our quarterback position. Jeremy starts us off this week. He's going to tell us how he did last week for the quarterback position and then give us his this week. Jeremy, the floor is yours. So my quarterback start of the week from week one was Jalen Hurts and he needed to be a top 12 quarterback and he was. So that was a big hit for me. My quarterback start of the week this week is somebody who I just saw just tear my heart out for two hours, and that was Jameis Winston. He goes up against a Carolina defense that I think will keep the game a little bit closer than he had this week, and I think he looked apart. I mean, you could say you could overreact and and say that uh, you know he's not going to be as good as he was this week, but I, I truly believe he will continue to do what he was doing with limited options and he did it this week on 150 yards and was still very, very fancy relevant. So I like him this week against the Panthers. Call him QB one. Is that what we're calling him? Top 15. Being extra generous today. Remember that when I say my players. Okay. What well Bradley, what do you think? We're is that we're not we're not gonna give him top 15. I would top say 13. I'm fine with top I'm I'm fine with top 
13. I'm good with that. About 13? Cool. Okay. Give him that Brady, extra one. Brady doesn't like it. Brady doesn't Brad, like that one bit. So, so, so my <laughs> start of the week last week for quarterback was none other than T-Law against the Houston Texans. Uh, the criteria was a top 14 finish. Right now he's at quarterback 11, so as long as – not all four of the quarterbacks outscore him. So it's pretty much I think a yes. the red rifle is pretty good. Yeah, that's, that's so it's it's going to be a hit. So I'm one for one. Uh, my start of the week this week is going to be another uh, quarterback versus the Houston Texans. And that's another than Baker Mayfield. Uh, I feel like he showed enough this week. I hope that he gets more than uh, zero touchdowns uh, this next week and uh, produces. Top 14, 12 playing for a good team we have a player every single week that plays the texans yes <laughs> probably it's yes. very 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 likely <laughs> becker what do you think baker mayfield it's top i mean 12. just do 12 okay 12 is fine We're, 12. we want these listeners to give a quarterback one so uh my week one quarterback start of the week was ryan Tannehill. he needed to be a top 12 quarterback and he was not not even close. Um, so my week two quarterback start of the week is Justin Herbert versus the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I think Dallas is going to put up a lot of points. So I feel like they're going to be in a game script where they have to throw the ball just like they did this week. I like it. Top seven. Yeah, I'll go top eight. I said, I think top eight is reasonable. <clears throat> I agree. I think that's reasonable. Cool beans. All right, so my quarterback start of the week last week was Tom Brady, and he was, in fact, a top 10 uh, quarterback. Um, and I'm going back to the well. I'm going Tom Brady again <laughs> against uh, At- Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, Atlanta showed that, uh, you know, they don't have a whole lot going on for them. And so Tom Brady has a ton of weapons. I think he's going to uh, continue that uh, production. Top six. Ty said five. Are you gonna, joking? Uh, I was gonna say 100. percent We'll give him six. hundred percent. This yes. guy. Whoa! Yep. If it's six, yep. You don't have to have any draft capital to get Tom Brady. What am I getting top six for? Uh, no, okay. The draft okay. is Sorry. coming on. The draft That's is a gone. Bad oh. argument. We week one is past. Well, draft argument is, is not a high yeah. bar. I almost want to change my. It's too late now. Whatever. That's yep. a very it high is, bar, is, and I don't nope. like that one bit. Nope. You kind of miss them. Jeremy running Jeremy, back. Up, running back. <laughs> All right. My running back for the week was unfortunately originally Gus Edwards. That one hurts. I know it hurt Real for bad. all of us. Um, and then it became Kareem Hunt, and he needed to be top 20. That was a should be a hit. He's currently uh a 10, I believe. Let, yes. let me tell you if there's 10 running backs in the next four games that uh outscore Kareem Hunt, that'd be wild. Is there a would be wild. So I'm going to take it as a hit. <laughs> My running back for this week is a guy who ran the ball 23 times. He is very much liked by for sure one of us, basically all of us, and that is Damian Harris going up against what should be a very juicy matchup in the New York Jets. And uh, I think he rolls again and falls in the end zone this week. 18, yeah, good. 20. Pick. What are we thinking? Uh, Damian, I would probably go top 15. To be honest with you, uh, that's that's tough. That's a pretty high. I bar. take eighteen. <laughs> I think we'll eighteen. <laughs> if Becker wants eighteen, we'll do seventeen. Okay. 
<laughs> Dang it. 17 it is. So my, my start of the week uh, was Miles Sanders for running back. Uh, top 18 finish was the criterion. Right now he's RB11. Uh, so right now it's a hit. So two for two for Bradley at this point. Uh, transitioning into next week, I feel really good about this one. Uh, I'm, I'm picking Najee Harris uh, versus the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, we talked about it 100% of the snaps. I think that eventually that volume is going to turn into production. And I think next week's the start of it. If he's an RB1, I feel like that's a hit. Top 12. Yep. Yep. Okay. So <laughs> Brady's keeping the trend. Roheem Mostert, top 20. Not good for week one after, if you get hurt in the first quarter. Uh, let's go to week two. This is a guy that I am completely out on, but I think the game script is going to really help him. I am going with DeAndre Swift against the Green Bay Packers. I think the passing game, um, what, he had nine targets this week? Yep. So I, I feel like it's it's bound to determine that he's going to have a, a pretty good week this week. What do we think? I, I, it's good with me. I, I think it's probably what RB five. Wait for who? <laughs> DeAn- DeAndre Swift. DeAndre oh, Swift. Goodness gracious. I think, I think top 14, 15, 15. I was going to say 20. You are disrespecting me, Bradley. <laughs> it's a guy we had like outside our top twenties for rankings. <laughs> It wasn't even the starter today. Top, top 18. <laughs> top 18. That's guess. what we gave Miles Sanders last week. That's what we're giving DeAndre Swift this coming oh, week. Oh, we're holy grudges. Okay, got it. Josh, you're up. <laughs> Goodness gracious. I am – so last week I had – for the running back position, I had James Robinson, and he did not hit. It was top 15. Did not get it. This week, I'm going for a guy who did not have a good week one, uh, but hopefully he's going to be in a shootout week two, and that's Ezekiel Elliott against the Chargers. I know they have, you know, they can definitely have a good defense if, you know, if if they have a good week, but I think Zeke is going to have the volume in the passing game and on the ground. Uh, So what is the line for Zeke? I think top six. Six is good. Yeah. What, what do you think? What did you, you don't think feel good about like a, top six? Can I can I get in at seven? No. <laughs> no. no. Okay. Wide That's receivers, fair. Jeremy. All right. My wide receiver this past week uh, was unfortunately LaVisca Chenault. He needed to be top 24. He was not a hit. That just offense in general wasn't great. But garbage time was okay to him. He ended up with about 13 points, which if you played him, it wasn't a complete dud on your – in your lineup, my wide receiver this week, I'm chasing points a little bit. This is a guy that was definitely very underranked, I think, by many and probably us. And that is Tyler Lockett. I think he is going to, I mean, last year, he definitely, uh, you know, ripped up, like had big games like this and then would go into just an abysmal, <laughs> was just not non-existent. But I think, I think this week he follows us up. With another one, I think Russ continues to cook and continues to stay efficient. This is a very poor secondary. Their secondary position at this point is uh, non-existent, and that is the Tennessee Titans. So I got Tyler Lockett this week. Yeah, I mean, I love Tyler Lockett. It was somebody that I was trending upward on prior to the season starting. Um, As far as uh, a finish for him, I think 18. 15. I'm got, I mean, I'm good with that. I do. I'm sorry. I was the stickler the last. So I'm. We just see what Arizona. We see what, we see what Arizona just did to Tennessee. Fifteen. 
15. I'm fine with 15. Okay, 15. Thank you. All right. I kind of thought that's where it was going to land, so I'm, yeah. I'm okay with it. So my start of the week last week was, was DJ Moore. Top 15 finish was their criteria. He honestly, he didn't have that bad of a week, but if you don't get in the tub, it's really tough for you to get a top 15 finish. And he didn't get in the tub, so that's a, that's a miss. My start of the week this week, I am going with Terry McLaurin um, against Philadelphia. I feel really good about no matter who his quarterback is, a bounce back week for him. And I think Terry McLaurin's going to be the guy this week. Who does he play? Philadelphia. I would say 18 for him. I feel 18 is a good number. Without quarterback play, and Philly did pretty good against Atlanta. 18 is a good number. Yeah, we're being pretty generous to Bradley. I feel phenomenal about that. Thank you, guys. Okay. I was going to say that. Bradley's got to be over the moon for that. So my week one start of the week, Michael Pittman Jr., which should not have been a top 24, but he wasn't even close. I'm not even going to argue about it. Um, (laughs) Week two start of the week. Okay. Um, I am going with Cortland Sutton versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. No Jerry Judy. Um, I feel pretty good about what Houston did to Jacksonville secondary this last week. Cortland Sutton's my guy. What do we think? Top 25? I'm good with that. I was going to say 24. So, all right, 24 it is. Got to be <laughs> got to be a wide got to be a oh, wide God. receiver too. It's got to be a wide receiver too. No, I know, I know. It's, I'm good with it. I'm good with um, it. Um before Josh gives his, I just want to preface by saying he does not get a start of the week with the receivers this week. Josh, go ahead. <laughs> <sighs> so, I last week picked uh Brandon Ayuk and he did not get top 20 uh he did as well as <laughs> he did he did as well for the 49ers I as i did um so <laughs> no he did not hit but this is a new week and we are having good vibes i am going with jamar chase against the bears i i'm fully going drinking the kool-aid uh it's just i'm against the vikings i think that he is the number one in that offense and joe burrow i think is having a better start to the or at least for week one a better start than what we thought. So Joe Burrow, or I'm sorry, Jamar Chase uh, against the Bears. There is nobody that sips the Kool-Aid more than Josh Montbrion about a second year or first year. It has to be the red Kool-Aid. It has that to be the red Kool-Aid. Good just next fruit, week. Start of the fruit week. punch. What do we, punch what do we think for a line for Jamar Chase? I thought wide receiver two. Or is that too low? I, I'm okay with that. I'm so, okay with that. It's to be honest with you, like your your receivers should have to be good, and I think a good week for Jamar Chase is in the top twenty-four. Okay, I'm with that. Tight ends, Jeremy. So my tight end start of the week from this week was Tyler Higby. I, I mean, he currently has four points, three catches, twenty-five yards. I'm gonna just call that a hit or a miss. Oh, I was Um, gonna say say what a bold. No, that's definitely a hit. No, he'll get a touchdown in the fourth. No, that's gonna be a hit. He's that on is a miss. for a touchdown. <laughs> that is a miss. My tight end start of the week this week, uh, Brady went with Cortland Sutton to replace the Jerry Duty production. I am going with Noah Fant to replace that production this week. I, I thought he looked really, really good uh, this week against the Giants, and I think he has a, has a big week and falls in the end zone uh, this week. We good with seven there? I'm with that. He was eight last week. I feel like we should bump him up a little bit because of – yeah. I'm okay with that. Okay. Brother, you're up. Uh, I went with Tyler Conklin. Need to finish this uh, tight end one, and he did not. So I'm going to move on to next week. Uh, and that's uh, – I'm going to go with Bob Tunyon 
uh, against the <laughs> Bob Tunyon. I feel like when I put him Bobby. as my star, I feel like when I put him as my star of the week, I earn the respect to call him Bob. I should, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe DM him. Maybe for his Rob. I'm not sure. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, I'm going with Mr. Mr. Tunyon against the the Detroit Lions, who I feel like. Aaron Rodgers is going to be a different quarterback coming into next week. Uh, I mean, I hope for Jeremy. I wouldn't be mad if, in general, it didn't happen. But uh, I think I think he's going to be better. And I mean, Kittle four for seventy eight against Detroit last this this last week. So I think Rob Tunyon's going to get something. And I I think top seven for that. Okay. Really. Yes. Becker. Remember, we're not going to overreact after one week. Becker, what do you think? I'd give him top eight. Give him top nine. I had Higby last week that had to be top eight. Can I get a 10? Oh, it's eight. Okay. My tight end start of the week last week. Who was it? Kyle Pitts did not hit. My tight end start of the week this week is Kyle Pitts. No, it's not Kyle Pitts. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be Kyle Pitts till it hits. No. (laughs) Logan Thomas against the New York Giants. Did you say that because it rhymed? I was going to say that that was slick. That was super slick. No, but he's not, before but he's you not guys give me the line, you guys can start thinking about your line. Um, Justin Fields just had a rushing touchdown, and David Montgomery went into the locker room hurt. So hopefully he's okay. I, I think top eight for Logan Thomas. I feel like he's in the same category or tier as Robert Tunyon. I would agree. Are we, are we okay good with that? that? Good. Are we good with that? <laughs> top eight. All right. So that brings uh, us to my tight end last week, who is Noah Fant, and it looks like he's on track to hit. He right now is seven, and we had top eight. And then without without Mark Andrews playing and Darren Waller, gonna not hit. <laughs> Probably not. Nope. Dang, that stinks. I was definitely thinking I was two for four. Um, still possible. All right, next week we have Gronk against Atlanta. <laughs> he oh had he gosh. popped off week one. He has that connection with Tom Brady. We have going with the. Uh, Gronk and Brady stack against uh, porous defense in with the Falcons. So what is the line that we are going with? Oh, yeah. That's the Kool-Aid man coming in. Oh, <laughs> Sipping the Kool-Aid. I would Just go stuck top with 10. Tom Brady and Gronk. Yeah, I, I, I have top 10 there, too. Good with that, Jeremy. <laughs> sure is fine. Um, okay, before we move on to our one's got to go, real quick, give one waiver wire target that you should have our listeners be looking at for next week in all seriousness Gronk yeah I mean that's that's fair yeah um for me I'll I'll say one and if Jeremy doesn't say it or you don't say it I'll say another one but Christian Kirk is the top of my list right now I think 21 fantasy points on a team that throws the ball a lot um I would I would go get Christian Kirk he's clearly the number two option for them uh Elijah Mitchell would be mine 100% um for me, mine was KJ Osborne. Nine targets today. Bradley talked about how they're playing three wide receiver sets because he just the tight end position is just so unknown right now. He he looked really good today. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I guess another disclaimer: if for some reason Cleveland's defense and special teams gets dropped because of a, they play Kansas City, pick them up. They play Houston. Yeah. So um, the other guy that I was going to say is Mark Ingram. You can't ignore the carries that he got. I think it's worth a bench spot at least to see if it pans out. Cause I had, I drafted Phil Lindsay in a couple of leagues because he was supposed to be the RB one. Clearly Mark Ingram is the guy. So I and, think Mark Ingram's another guy. 
And to Bradley's point, like if you're in like if you're in a league that has Fab, I don't even know if you necessarily need to go all out for him because I don't think a lot of people will buy into it yet. But twenty plus touches is a big deal. No joke. That, that can't get ignored. Yep, agreed. So let's finish with our ones got to go. We're looking at rookie players, fantasy impact players, um, their outlook for the rest of the year. So which one of these guy, which one of these guys has to go? Uh, Jamar Chase, Demont Smith, Jalen Waddle, or Najee Harris. I'll uh, start us off. I'm going Jalen Waddle. Uh, that he's got to go. Got to see more from Tua. Uh, I don't think he's going to be the one. He may not be the two. Uh, he probably is. But who? who? Jalen Waddle. You hear what I said? He probably Jaylen, is. Jalen Waddle's the one. He's their one there. Okay. All right. Well, the I don't think the targets reflected that this week, but that's fine. Um, and one less than Devontae Parker. <laughs> therefore, get him out of here. Get him out of here. Mike Not Williams has more targets than Keenan Allen. Who's the wide receiver one there? I thought Keenan Allen had a couple more. Was it? I thought I thought Mike Williams Keenan Allen had one more, but irrelevant. I was. I how, thought that was a good Brady. How, Brady. Dang it! How, how pissed are you right now? <laughs> Dang it! Um, but yeah, for me, it's Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle. So for me, when I look at it, there's two that are for sure are staying, and that's Devonta Smith and Najee Harris. So I think I'm going to get rid of Jamar Chase. I'm not going to overreact to to one week. Um, I think Jalen Waddle has a more long-term value, and I had Jalen Waddle higher in my rankings uh, in the draft process, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with that. I narrowed it down to the same two, um, but mine is Jalen Waddle just – I've said it before and I'll continue to say it. I just don't love the passing volume in, in Miami. So I, I'm okay being, if I end up being wrong on that, I, I think Cincinnati will be throwing the ball a lot more. I think they will be in more negative game scripts because I just don't think their defense is that great. And I think they will be losing more often than Miami might be. Um, so I, I, I would keep chase and take out Waddle. I would get rid of chase. Um, watch the whole game today. And for me, obviously, he had a really good game, but that 50 yard touchdown pass, he didn't do anything. Like, it was literally a straight line. It was run. like Rashad Breland just didn't cover him. Like, it was, it was, so you're, you're taking that away from him. That just, I, yeah, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. What did I preface it with? I prefaced it that he had a really good game, but I'm yeah. saying if you take away that one play, he had 50 yards receiving. So, I'm going to take what Jalen Waddle did. He is the unquestioned one there. I thought T. Higgins looked really good today when he was healthy. The dude, there was rumors that, that he was almost like going to fall over on the sidelines. So I, I'm just, I'm taking taking away Chase because they have a lot more weapons there. Plus, Joe makes him touch the ball 30 times a day. That Josh, Josh could not be more offended because that's his start of the week. <laughs> that may team, or may not be cool. Don't, don't worry. As soon as as soon as Jalen Waddle has a good week, it'll be there. your yeah, start of the week gets swiped. <laughs> That's he is your next week's start of the week. <laughs> I can't nah, wait for Waddle. Yeah, and Brady, you're the one. Yeah, and Brady, you're the one getting roasted this episode. <laughs> I was. Hey, I don't, don't want to hear one it. One thing about Fourth and Miles, we keep it all equal, right? That's, <laughs> That's absolutely not true. not true. It's absolutely not true, and you know it. <laughs> Get out of here with that bullcrap. Higby just had back-to-back catches for about a combined 30 yards. He might be bumping into that top eight. He's got to fall in the end zone. There you go. Well, that wraps up this episode of Fourth and a Mile. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Go deep, and we'll see you.